What up, Marianne? Not so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> this is um, the first time I record in the Council Public Library, so you're going to hear a little echo here and there, but I'll try to make it sound as good as it can. But uh, who is Mary Ann? Tell me about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you're asking some kind of broad questions yeah. <laughs> from the get-go. Right. <laughs> um, I am 24 years old. I was born and raised in Denmark in uh, Scandinavia, Northern Europe. That's sick. Um, <laughs> Thank you, I guess. Um, and uh, I moved to America 11 months ago. 11 months ago. Mm -hmm. What month was that? February last year, 2019. Ooh. So, uh, no I, snow, right? I just missed the polar vortex. Ooh. Yeah. That was bad. I think I was in Meyer over here on the West oh, Beach, yeah. And uh, I was taking, we got out of the, the grocery store, and I was taking our car back to the little car caddy my fingers froze like dead oh, dead yes. froze on the car but um you're lucky for that um what brought you here to the u.s um i am married to an american i um first came to america when i was 15. um i had decided to come here for a full school year to be an exchange student and um i just so happened to meet someone i fell in love with and Later went on to marry. That's crazy because you, com yeah, I'm comparing you to Rami. Mm -hmm. He met his wife in college too, which I'm a dropout. And it makes me think, did I miss my wife because I dropped out of school? <laughs> <laughs> well, I did it in high school to be fair. That's So when you landed here for mm -hmm. the first time as a foreign exchange student, where were you? Like, where did you land? Um, so the organization I traveled through did something called a soft landing camp, I think. Mm -hmm. um, it was in New York the first three days. So oh. I landed in Newark, um, spent the night, and the next three days we went to and from New York, and then we kind of dispersed from there. Um, and then I flew to O'Hare, had a layover there, um, and then flew to Kalamazoo, where my host family picked me up. And what was New York like, never being to the U.S.? Because I've never been to New York myself. Mm -hmm. What was that like? It was it was kind of crazy. It was yeah. like you see in the movies, but it was also right. different and it was all concrete and I've never seen buildings that tall before. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I think the tallest buildings I've seen is Chicago. Have you been mm -hmm. to Chicago? Yep. And I felt, I'm 5'5", I'm five five, so I'm already tiny, but I felt tiny and I was uh -huh. like, that's crazy. But New York from Denmark. And how long were you there in New York? Just three days um, until we, I flew uh, to Michigan. Where you were as a foreign exchange student. Yep, 10 months I lived in uh, in Menden. Menden. What mm -hmm. was the school you went to? Menden High School. Menden High School. And you said Kalamazoo is cooler than Menden? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Menden is nice, but it is yeah. very small. Everyone knows everyone. Um, I like Kalamazoo because it has a little bit of uh, a little bit of everything. It has a lot of everything. It does, and it's it's bigger, but it's not huge, and it's small but it's still kind of quaint and it's overwhelming because it's so small mm -hmm. it's overwhelming it makes you think what else can we fit in here and when we put another um bar here mm -hmm. another school here um another car wash that's that's been the crazy part uh i don't know if you follow you follow like the community of kalamazoo and the activists and people protesting i guess deforestation but over in asylum lake there's mm -hmm. like a park that they want to i guess take down trees and make property for a, a car wash what another one <laughs> another one <laughs> we have like 16 I know. <laughs> so i don't know how uh competitive that field is but uh yeah kalamazoo has a lot of everything um and what was your first thought of uh menden like is your hometown where you said you're from is it as small as menden not or? as small i thought it was small but it was not that small <laughs> menden made it look huge didn't it <laughs> yeah i think menden has around a thousand Inhabitants, which is... Menden had very, maybe half. <laughs> yeah. Um, so very small. And I was like, wait, everyone knows everyone here. And right. your whole family lives here. And you never go. <laughs> and that's where you met Brittany, right? Your mm -hmm. wife, your son? Yep. Immediately? Or was it maybe just like a couple months in? And um, so I met her pretty early on. But we didn't really start talking until three or four months into my stay. Did you know English by the time you came here? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. Um, so you took English uh, back at home? 
Mm -hmm. And then started in the third grade. Because you speak fluent English. Thank That's you. something I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> I hope you know. Um, for future episodes, I'll have like translators. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I was. I, I forgot to ask you, like, if you're comfortable with English or if you want me to learn your language real quick with um, <laughs> notice. Good luck with that. <laughs> but um, what are some similarities and differences from? I guess now Kalamazoo being where you're living mm -hmm. now to your hometown. Um, Kalamazoo is bigger. What? Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Kalamazoo is tiny to me. <laughs> I know, but it's bigger where I come, than where I come from. Okay. Um, I think the biggest difference between where I'm from and just America as I've experienced it in right. general is that people over here are way easier to talk to. There's a thing called... I think Michigan manners, or I don't know what it's called, but <laughs> and I don't think we're that friendly either. But I guess Michigan's supposed to be this really friendly state. With we're always saying "oh," you know, instead of <laughs> yeah. "oh shoot," you know. But um, I like Michigan. I don't. Mm -hmm. I came here when I was two. I was brought here when I was two, so I don't remember Mexico. I wish I could compare it to where yeah. I'm from. But uh, for you to be able to see pros and cons on both sides, mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. What's up? Describe your city, your hometown, um, in Denmark, in I think five words. <laughs> it's difficult to describe to describe the town itself. Mm -hmm. um, Let's say I am in downtown of your town. Mm -hmm. What do I see? You see a um, we call it a walking street which I know is kind of redundant, but it's okay. kind of like a walking <laughs> mall maybe, or it's like a street that no cars really drive on, um, and there's stores on either side of them. Um, like an outlet mall, I guess? Kind of, but they're not necessarily like chain stores or anything. It okay. could be the little local stores, stuff like that. And then, That's cool. Yeah, and you see the, um, we have a canal. Okay. That was uh, dug out when the city was founded. Ooh. Um, is there a lot of history where you're from, like Denmark? I know, and let me let me say this for full <laughs> disclosure: I don't know anything about Denmark, which is why I was so intrigued mm -hmm. um, on you, you know, per se, because everyone has a story. But I really want to get to know you and where you're coming from, you know, and I guess your immigrant mind process, to, you know, to go from like Denmark. Mm -hmm. You said it's smaller than Kalamazoo, your town is, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is crazy. Still, I'm laughing at that. <laughs> but um, so let me ask you this. If you could go back and take Brittany with you now to where you're from, would you do that? Yes and no. I would lie if I said we had considered it because we did um, the first long time we were dating, too. Oh, um, you did? Yeah. Uh, also because... Same-sex marriage wasn't really a thing over here by then, not right. legally anyway or federally. Okay. Um, it was in Denmark. Um, so in that regard, it would have been easier. Mm. Uh, but I know we would have met other difficulties because the language barrier is a big one. Brittany doesn't speak Danish. At all? She's starting to learn. Or, well, okay. she, she knows a little bit. She can read it a little bit, understand it a little bit, but she doesn't really speak it. And it's a very difficult Language, language to master yeah yeah um i watched some youtube videos with them speaking Danish <laughs> in preparation i'm like goodness i, I speak mm. spanish mm -hmm. and i thought my language is hard you know because there's a lot of strong you know accents and then some fluidity yeah. there i can't speak danish i don't think i will ever try Brittany says we speak <laughs> with our throats all the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, I had, if i had to explain that yeah if anyone listening wants to watch Danish movies or a movie in Danish, um, check it out. You'll uh, you'll see. You won't understand a word. <laughs> but um, so do you only speak English and Danish? Um, I mean, Danish is my native language. Uh, English is my second language. Definitely, that's the only one I okay. consider myself fluent in. Uh -huh. But I know a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of French. Oh, um, really? Not very much. Okay, because you took it in school. To <laughs> <laughs> you stopped me before so, I tested you. Yeah. I was like, hold up. <laughs> Um, again, I can read it better than I can speak it or understand it. Really? Yeah, just because I took French for six years, okay. Spanish for three years. Okay. So and those we, are kind of closely related. Were you always academically, I guess, intrigued? Like, always looking to learn something new? Or were you kind of like more um, artistic in a way of, uh, I want to learn what I want. You know, not what's there for me. I want to 
venture um, out in learning. I'm more academic in that way. I'm I don't even consider myself a very creative person necessarily. I really? enjoy other people's creativity. <laughs> right, right. I like watching movies, listening to music, all that stuff, right. but I was never the one doing that stuff. That's fair. Um what did you study uh, after high school? I um so I took a year of high school over here, went back to Denmark, took our high school, which is three years. And then after that, I went to university in Denmark and studied um, cultural anthropology. Three years, like high school's only three years? Yeah. That's sick. And let me, <laughs> let me uh, <laughs> that's sick. Um, and uh, you, sorry, what was your study again? Cultural anthropology. Cultural anthropology. Mm-hmm. And I, while we were sitting here getting to know each other before we recorded, I asked you if you could see yourself using that in any way. And if you could, what would you do with that? I'm not sure because no. it's so broad and I, I wish sure. I could find something to apply it to, but it's it's one of those lines of study that's good for a lot of things, but also that no employers really know they're looking for. Right. Um, that's a hard one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I'm kind of hoping to venture into some HR at some point or something like that. That um, would work. Yeah, I think so. I want to do something with people um well america's becoming whether people like it or not more diverse Mm -hmm. so i can see that being a necessity like wanting someone to i guess grab not grab but focus on the diverse group of people in an employment like i work at the radisson so um there's a lot of uh actually a good amount of friend of mine friends of mine from there sorry are um from nigeria Mm mm-hmm I'm from Mexico. My mom's from Mexico. There's a lot of Hispanics. There's late pe- ladies from uh, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. And I'm like, that's a lot to balance, especially yes. as a workplace. Um, uh, they have to like outsource for uh, translating. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're lucky I'm there because, you know, I translate for them sometimes. Or I'm lucky I'm there so I can translate for them sometimes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I can see your... Hold on to that. You'll probably need it in a couple of <laughs> years. Like I, said, I hope so. Yeah. If you could change that for any other major, what would you change that for at this point in time? Because you could always change your mind, right? Yeah. Um, I've considered going into accounting, which is completely different. Oh, you're very academic. <laughs> you're <Yeah>. very. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked going to school. I knew what it was and I could right. you know, manage that field. Um, That's crazy. So um, I dropped out of school, mm-hmm. in high school, for personal reasons, you can say. But... Um, I recently went to go take, I guess, a placement test to see Mm -hmm. how much I know. I had to do that, too, actually, to apply for school over here. Oh, really? Just to see where your studies, Mm -hmm. I guess, put you right in what grade? Is that what it's for? Well, um, I was planning on starting an an accounting program this semester. Mm. Um, Decided not to for personal reasons. Um, But... To get enrolled at a college over here, I had to take a placement test, although I have a degree from my home country, because they can't directly translate that to classes or what it that makes sense would be. Yeah, So I and I don't have any high school diploma from over here, mm-hmm. so they yeah. don't have any grades or any They're like, I don't know SATs, what to do with stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> so I did have to take a placement test, too. Wow. Being academically... I guess talented because you do have to be in a way talented to understand quickly and uh, be intrigued by math, English, science, and so forth. Um, I totally forgot what my question was. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to go move on and um, say, so you told me if I am in the middle of your hometown, Mm -hmm. I see a cool little, you know, outlet. I call it outlet mall still. So in that way, (laughs) that's all I can imagine when you said that, (laughs) which is pretty lame probably. Mm -hmm. It's probably not doing your city justice but um when you first landed in kalamazoo from menden right mm-hmm. um with Brittany now at this point right your wife um i'm not sure what time you're referring to because i've been over here so many times oh yeah you <laughs> you like tennis ball yeah. back and forth um but when she moved here and i first like came here to stay in kalamazoo is mm-hmm. that what you yeah there yeah. you go um was it easy to consider this home after coming from yes i think it helped having been in menden first because it was smaller so there was less to take in all at once it prepared you slowly right yeah and you kind of got used to 
American society, all that good stuff. And then coming to... What's your favorite part of American society? Because I want to know that part. I think it is how how approachable people are. And it's not that everyone's necessarily nice, but it's easier to say stuff to people and it's easier to just strike up conversation. Why do you think it's hard um, in Denmark? I don't know, but we are known to be very reserved. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. You did say, again, before the mics were recording, that uh, you're kind of like a private person, right? Quiet person, at least. I am, yeah. (laughs) Which is, this is what I like a lot about this project I'm doing, because Mm -hmm. I'm an extrovert. If I know you, though, I'm not going to just go around and talk to people. So this brought two, in a way, introverts together, you know, to make this, and Mm -hmm. who knows who will be listening to this, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So this rare occasion makes for... um, really interesting conversations between two people that just normally wouldn't talk to each other we walk past each other you know right i'd be like man she's got a, like she looks mean and then you'd be like man that guy's short i'm not gonna talk to him you know <laughs> but um that's cool um now you did also say before we were recording there is free health care mm-hmm. and free schooling in denmark yes what's your opinion on that <clears throat> I prefer it that way, but it's also what I grew up with. Um, I know there's also sacrifices we make to have it that way. Like, mm-hmm. people always bring it up. It's the taxes. So they say it's not really free. It's just paid through taxes, taxes. which is true. Um, mm-hmm. And we do pay considerably higher taxes in Denmark. Um, but I still think those taxes are worth it because I like the fact that people have common playing field. Peace and, of mind. Yeah, exactly. Like, I came over here February last year, um, didn't get my work permit until April or May. Okay. Um, wasn't able to get benefits through my job until October or November. Mm. And that whole time, I I was terrified if something was going to happen to me because I'm not covered by insurance over here. I'm not... Yeah. I know I'm going to be taken care of at the hospital, but then they're going to hit you with the bill afterwards. They're going to smack you with the bill. And yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I it's just an extra kind of security that we have in Denmark, and I kind of, I miss that. Security, for sure. Yeah, and I miss knowing that even people who don't have good jobs or who don't have a lot of money, that we all help make mm-hmm. them able to go to the hospital. Denmark is significantly smaller than the U.S. Yes. But let's focus on Denmark. A lot of people who, when, we t- when you talk about free healthcare, <clears throat> they always go back to the there's waiting lines. You're not going to be attended to immediately. Um, the process is going to change like immensely. In Denmark, is it like that? Is it like waiting line after waiting line for like an operation? Because that can you know mm. possibly kill some people if they're waiting, you know, some months for an operation. I mean, the urgent ones they're always going to take care of first. Um, but I have. From my own experience and from mm. family members' experiences, um, I feel like everyone gets taken care of. I, my grandpa got sick a couple of years ago now. He ended up spending 10 months in the hospital. Oh, no. Free of charge. For, of course, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and I mean, I don't think stuff like that would really be possible over here because my grandparents aren't wealthy. Can you imagine the, I guess, mentality, or not mentality, but the thoughts of... Not just your grandparent, your grandfather, sorry, mm-hmm. but your family with what's going on at that point in time. Just think about the bills that are just rolling over and over and over. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so that's healthcare. Mm-hmm. What about schooling? I think that's the <laughs> coolest part of school. Yes, we are very fortunate. Not only is it paid for through taxes, we also get paid like a stipend or like a from what? the government that mexico so, does that or at least really? it did that my mom always talked about that i was like my you <laughs> crazy who pays you to go to school yeah so i mean while i was in school over there at university you have to be 18 to get that stipend um right um, i'm sure there's like not yeah and it's different whether you're living at home or living right. you know on your own um stuff like that um but i got paid around depending on the Exchange rate and all right. that. And around it's all like, different. Yeah, around $800 a month to go to school. What? That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, but that's your normal. That, yeah. What you've that's what everyone right. got. Right. The Kalamazoo um, promise is a huge thing yes. in Kalamazoo. 
I have a friend named Katie who's always saying, or is always sometimes telling me, like, she wishes she would have gotten a Kalamazoo just for the Kalamazoo Promise because it's a big deal, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and the craziest part, I'll give you my experience. Um, an example, I dropped out of high school, and I spoke to a lady who told me that if I get my GED in Kalamazoo, I can, uh, like, apply and... I guess for an appeal to get my count a hundred percent because I was here really? from K to like senior oh, year. Oh right, because you did go to school here. Yeah, and they were like, you know, you can, and I'm like, that that was what it's six, you know, no, not six, around six years ago that I've been, you know, from senior year. So I'm like, damn, I can still get it. I now I'm thinking like, what would I go to school for? You know, yeah. like, I'm like, I don't know, but it's still not as good as free school all the time. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, but I heard that Grand Rapids is starting something similar with... Um, really? Yeah. It's not hard to. You just need some really good people with a lot of yeah. money, kind hearts, and people who actually want to make this possible. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of everything going on in the world, it's like, it kind of falls back in our like priorities. It does. And I mean, it makes sense over here because that's the way it's always been. But I think Kalamazoo is just a good example of how things could be in True. other places too. You said that um, you went to Denmark with Brittany. Did you get married in Denmark with Brittany? No, we actually got married in Bronson Park. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's sick. Con- congratulations. How long ago <laughs> yeah. have you been married? How long um, have you been married? We've been married for a little over two years. Okay. That's sick. Yeah, um, so we got, we got married, and I went back to Denmark, and we lived apart for another year. Wow. Um, While you were married? Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, man, how hard is that? It was tough, yeah. but right. again, we were used to it because we'd been dating long distance for around six years at the time. Right. That must have been crazy love because you're not like states away. No. <laughs> you're miles <laughs> away. Yes. What's the time difference from Denmark? And- six hours. Is it? Denmark is six hours ahead. So you guys have like little phone routines? Yeah, and- we do like, we <laughs> FaceTime almost every night you and mean- it would usually be, you know, right as she got out of work. Wow. I would FaceTime her, and I'd have to stay up late, obviously, and then go to bed right after. And She'd have to do the same. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. But um, you wanted to talk also about the process of coming here from, mm-hmm. from Denmark. Uh, what key points of the process do you want to talk about? Well, mostly just how long it takes. I don't think a lot of Americans really realize, and mm-hmm. a lot of Danes don't either, honestly. I was often met with, oh, I thought you lived in America already. It's such a stigma, right? That you're just yeah. kind of like a magnet. Once you go, you like stick on and you're there forever. Right. And I'm like, it's not just about deciding this is where I want to live and hanging around. You right. kind of have to go through a process if you want to do it right anyway. And um, another thing, sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. Before I lose this thought, because I, <laughs> I lose quite quickly. Um... Another thing that, for me, my Hispanic community in Mexico, mm-hmm. and my, par- my family's uh, members, they think it's uh, not just a quick, but an easy process. Like, we don't sacrifice yeah. things. Um, and there's a lot of sacrifices that, I mean, not just, like, with your uh, example, with you and Brittany, you know, but, like, what sacrifices would you, or did you have to go through in order to come here? Like, what were they? Um, I mean, a big one after actually going here is saying goodbye to my family back in Denmark. I mean, I still keep in touch with them, <laughs> right. of course. I'll it's never not see like, you again. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, we're fortunate for the time we live into that it's so Easy. accessible now. Yeah. Um, but it was hard, and I kind of felt a little bit stuck between a rock and a hard place because I kind of... like, why are you leaving? Yeah, <laughs> and it's... I'd been dating Brittany long distance for a long time and I kind of felt like I was split between two places for a really long time because I'd always have to say goodbye to someone. Dang, I never thought about it that way. If not here, yeah. then there. and Yeah, and otherwise, if I didn't move here, she would have to move to Denmark and then she'd have to say goodbye to everyone she you knew and loved. You in that position. And sometimes some people aren't as strong as certain people who are able to go through that, like yourself. Yeah. Um, how quick was it for you to kind of go mentally through that process of, all right, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm ready to leave. I've been preparing myself mentally for the almost the entire duration of our like relationship. You knew this was going to happen. I knew one of us would have to go. <laughs> right, um, right, right. And I think one of the big 
what do you call it? Like the shifts. One of the big shifts was when um, same-sex marriage became legal over here. I think that was right. 2015. I believe so. Yeah. Because right. um, then I was like, okay, we're going to America. Yeah, right. Let's. And um, is Denmark uh, same-sex? Like, do they? Yeah. Uh, Denmark was the first country in the world to legalize civil union. Wow. Um, and gay marriage became legal in 2012. Wow. A little quicker, right? Yeah. Now, living here and mm-hmm. then being from there, which one would you say, in your full opinion, because this isn't a fact, this is an opinion, which one would you say is more accepting of the LGBTQ community? And why do you think? I would say Denmark is... More accepting? Yes, more accepting, just because... Well, I think a big thing is we're not as religious as Americans are. And I feel like religion often gets in the way of things like that. I don't think often. I think it's literally the majority of time. Um, Yeah. Because um, the people that don't, and from people I know, like personally, the people that don't care, like, do you, you know, happy for you, mm -hmm. you know, um, to the LGBTQ community, it's because they're not, like, like literally holding on to religion like it's their, like, everything. Mm -hmm. And the people who are and are against and are not just against but fighting it mm-hmm. are religious people. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that being said, I do think Kalamazoo is a good place for the LG- uh, yeah. LGBTQ community. Yeah. I mean, we're fortunate in that way, too, here that we it are. is big enough to have a community and to um, to be accepting and be more progressive in a way. Have you gone to the Pride uh, Fest? I went one year, and that was before I was an immigrant, actually. That was oh, really? one visiting one year, yeah. How was it? It was fun. Yeah, it was. It? <laughs> yeah. I haven't been to one yet. I'm either working or... I was really bummed out when they stopped doing the Island Fest. I think, like, the reggae and all that. Oh. That's the one I really <laughs> wanted to go to, and I was like, I'm never going to another one again. But um, that's good. That I feel like slowly things will shift. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't meet a whole lot of... Um, resistance to it. I don't. People aren't really. Yeah. But at least not to my face about it. That's uh, that's what I was <laughs> just about to say. Luckily, hate comes usually through a screen, either your phone or computer, yes. or television. Mm-hmm. But it's usually never face to face. And when it is, you're one of the few who has to like literally experience it. Um, but have you haven't uh, had any negative, I guess. No experiences. Um, not that I can think of. Uh, I've sometimes felt that walking down the street holding hands with my wife or something, people will, like, turn and look back at us, maybe. Kid <laughs> might make a comment, but, I mean, if that's the extent of it, I'm okay with that. Um, people are going to turn for whatever yeah. reason. But the good thing is that love always uh, comes out on top. And people can hate. And that's, like, with this podcast, when it came on M Live mm-hmm. and Kayla Miller made the article and hate came with it. Like, props came with Like, people are, like, so happy. This is cool. I'm totally going to listen. People want to learn about people, right? Mm-hmm. But the people who weren't cool with it were, you know, they were heard, but they weren't taken to heart. I heard, I listened to everyone, positive and negative, but it's what you do with that feedback. Yeah. Or what you do with pe- when people stare at you. You just shake it off. You don't let it stick right. with you. Or else you're going to let that change who you are. And that's not what you came here for. That's not what you're <laughs> staying here for. <laughs> but um, how long do you see yourself in Kalamazoo? Like, longer? Do you plan to, like, t- drop everything you have and travel the world with Brittany at any point? <laughs> like, you know, one of those movies. <laughs> no, I think I'm too much of a... A settler, maybe like I like to settle somewhere and I stay like there and too. make That's a, a make a home and. Um, they call them hermits because they're always just you know in one spot sometimes. Yeah, that makes sense. And I love that. <laughs> I love that. You know, um, that's cool. If you could travel anywhere tomorrow with Brittany, where would you go? Anywhere in the world, or. Um, big one would be Denmark. Go oh, back yeah? home and visit. Um, uh, when's the last time Brittany? You took Brittany to Denmark. Well, actually, when I flew here to stay on my visa um, mm-hmm. February of last year, Brittany flew into Denmark on a Saturday mm-hmm. uh, around noon, and 
flew out with me the day after. Oh, wow. So she had a really rough weekend. <laughs> I was going to say, she was probably shot. She didn't yeah, sleep. Yeah, she wasn't feeling too hot after that. But um, but I was really happy to have her there. But that was just for the one day she was there. But we saw my grandparents. Um, she met the whole fam, huh? Basically. I mean, she's met them before and everything. But it was just to, like, to see them. And I like a farewell until next yeah, time, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool. Uh, how quick was it for your family to... Say, okay, you're leaving. We can't stop you because they really couldn't. If you wanted to leave, you left. They yeah. couldn't do anything. Um, I mean, I don't know what's been going on in their heads. Uh, my family isn't one that really talks a lot about big feelings. Okay. Um, is it that Danish thing you were talking about? Kind of. A little bit. No, it is. I mean, my parents don't tell me I love you. Like, to me well, or right, my brothers right. or anything, but we, we know it's there. We we know we love each other, but we don't need to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are kind of hesitant to talk about feelings and emotions like that. But um, my parents have known about me and Brittany ever, pretty pretty much from the start, very early on at least, um, when we were long distance still. And they've had some years to get used to the idea. I'm still not sure they're entirely <laughs> used to the idea, but my mom's been back to visit um, She's been visiting here twice now. Oh, that's cool. She's coming again next month. So, oh, yeah. that's cool. That's a cool <laughs> you know, opportunity to listen to this together and yeah. you know, check this out. But um, that, I'm sure, was you, you telling them, hey, I'm going to the mm-hmm. U.S. Like, it's happening. I'm sure it was an impact. But was it as big as a, of an impact? Or was it even an impact when you came out to your parents? It was, and it wasn't, um, I was really freaked out about coming out because I knew my parents would be accepting, so it was really stupid that I was freaked out about it, Uh but I think it's natural for everyone who has to go through that. It's all in your head, right? Yeah. Yeah, and because heterosexual people don't have to come out, so it's, it goes on set that they are... Heterosexuals, they never have to talk to their parents about stuff like that, and it's just kind of awkward and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> weird yeah. i'm sure it's a moment in life and everyone you know lgbtq mm-hmm. who has to literally go through that process mentally and like physically in that moment yeah that it's a moment you're always going to remember but it's also in a moment a moment that's going to dictate what happens after that yeah so um i mean they didn't really have a big reaction and which was good i didn't want them to have a big right, reaction right. but i was also kind of like is, is is that it are you not going to say anything about it is right. But I think they handled it well. Um, I mean, they didn't have any problems with it. I knew they wouldn't. That's, cool. um, that's really cool. And it's funny you you describe your parents like that. I have like this picture of your parents already in my head. <laughs> but um, they're not too talkative, but they're totally wholesome and caring and understanding. And that's really cool. For someone who takes a big leap mm-hmm. to immigrate from Denmark and Europe to down to the United States, and you left a lot. Like, in well, in my pers- in my opinion, I'm like, you left free schooling, you left um, yeah. free healthcare, the life you knew, like, you mm-hmm. grew up there for Brittany. You know, not Brittany, but, like, another life here. But uh, uh, basically for her. I mean, I wouldn't have moved here if it wasn't for her. Oh, really? So it was Brittany that, like... Yeah, I mean, I, not that I don't like Americans <laughs> right. that, but this was our opportunity to be together. A fresh start. Like, literally, your life starts here. Yeah. That's sick. Um... What do you see yourself doing next year and the year after that and the year after that? Um, Going back to school, right? I think you mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, I want to do that. So I'm not doing it right now because I'm just getting into the hang of working full time. And um, my mom's going to come visit. We're going to go visit Denmark in May. And it's I just don't want to be too stressed out about that going to school, lot. too, because it would be on top of working full time. Right. Um, but. I'm probably going to do that in the fall, I think. Okay. Go back to school. Um, so maybe adding another degree to my <laughs> resume, that'd be nice. Do you know where you'd like to go to school? Um, KBCC, I think. KB's not bad. It's not that's what bad I hear. at all. Um, it's a community uh, college, but for Kalamazoo, and well, not <laughs> for Kalamazoo. For what it is, <laughs> it's great. It really is. Um my younger sister is starting college soon, so it's mm-hmm. like seeing this process, I'm like, dang, it's a huge process. Um, I'm getting my GED soon, so I don't know if I'm going to college immediately after, but yeah. it'll, it'll be cool to know I do have the opportunity. I wish right. it were free. I wish I was in Denmark <laughs> eating, eating a Danish and speaking Danish. But um, yeah, no, I, 
I don't know if I'll go back or not, but um, it's cool to know you have that. What is one thing you love about the U.S. and one thing you not so love about the U.S.? Anything. Food, <laughs> um, movies, uh, culture. Um, I know one thing I love about Michigan is the landscape and the nature. Michigan is sick. It is, and in some ways it reminds me of home, which is really nice to move here because... The scenery yeah, kind of reminds you? a little bit. Like, Denmark is very mm -hmm. flat, has a lot of fields. Uh, we have water everywhere. It's an island country, so there's ocean everywhere. Here, I, it's lakes. I Googled it. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But That's over it. here, it's the lakes, and I, I love Lake Michigan. It's it's, it's like the sea. It really is. Uh, there's some hidden, hidden gems all around Michigan, all around mm -hmm. the U.S. I think it was with my friend uh, Katie and her, uh, you know, family that uh, they took me to up north to go to her sister's uh, graduation. And that's the first time they, I saw it. They introduced me to waterfalls in Michigan, like different waterfalls. I haven't seen one yet. But They're I, sick. They're cool. Yeah. They're like little, like not little, but like <laughs> small compared to like the large waterfalls. Mm -hmm. So you should do that at some point. I want to. I really want to go to the UPE and um, see some of the stuff. Have that, um, what do they call them? Ubers? Like yeah, <laughs> and we're the trolls, I guess. But uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, you want to go to school soon? Mm -hmm. After, of course, your hectic family. How's twenty twenty treating you? This is a whole new decade. It's a whole new thing. How? What do you What do you think about? Um, that? I don't know. <laughs> Are you superstitious at all about? Not really. <laughs> I'm kind of a little too level headed for that. I think a little too. <laughs> Realistic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, as you can tell. <laughs> I'm like 22. I like that number. It means a lot. I'm gonna use that for lottery. And I think stuff. it's. I think it's cool, but I think I'll always think back of the the on the tens as being important years in my life because that's. Those were meaningful years. They were my teenage years, and that's when I came over here the first time, and it's when I moved here, and it was just very formative years. And how old tens. are you, Marianne? I'm 24. 24. That's like me too. Um, yeah, I. What month were you born? November. Okay. What's the weather like in uh, in uh, Denmark? Similar to Michigan then, I guess? Um, more temperate. So our summers are cooler and our winters are warmer than here. Oh, so literally what we want here in Michigan. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, it is also very rainy and gray a lot of the time, but I would take that, I love that. over these winters. Literally the ugly... The ugly days everyone hates. I'm out the most. Yeah. Like my sister and I are like open the wind, uh, the wind, the wind, the uh, window blinds, um, mm -hmm. and we just like love that kind of weather. The breezy, cool weather and yes, jeez. I always uh, liked rain. If you were to, um, if an audience member, a, you know, someone, a mm -hmm. listener, were to tell you take me somewhere in, in um, Denmark right now, like where you're from, where would you take him to see? What's what's the you got to see this. Hmm. Let me see. There's a lot of cool spots. I always gravitate towards nature. Um, of course. Because I it. think that's something everyone can relate to. Yeah. Um, and one really cool spot I know that Brittany really liked seeing when I took her there was... Um, so in Denmark, there's one peninsula. The rest is little islands. Mm -hmm. The peninsula at the very top... Mm -hmm. um, it's like a little tiny peak, and you can see two seas meet because the, um, what do you call it, the density mm -hmm. of the, the sea is yeah. different in the two seas. Yeah, yeah. So you can kind of see, like, a line oh, the, where the, the two meet. Line. Yeah, and, like, the, the water, like, crashes together there, and you can stand with one leg in two different seas at the same time. Did you do, have you done that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no wonder you like seem all chill and cool because you've done it all. You've stepped on two different oceans. That's sick. Um, did you all take pictures and did she save and savor that moment? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, I know something that she really likes seeing is our castles because you don't really have castles over here. So we that have, kind of like no. history and... We have what's called the Henderson Castle here. Yeah, it's not a castle. <laughs> I know. I drive by it every day on my way to work, and I'm oh, like, really? it's, not it's not a real castle. You're, like, checking in. Yeah. like, no, can't be, no. Um, what's it called? That's sick, though. 
Um, I guess if someone were to ask about Michigan, what would you, like now being a Michigander, where mm-hmm. would you take them? Like from someone from Denmark. Yeah, so I mean, when my parents have come to visit, that's some of the stuff we've Perfect. like got to do. And like, like Michigan is a big one. Uh, yeah. South Haven, I love South Haven. I know it's very touristy and everyone here is probably sick of going there right now because that's where everyone goes all the time. They probably hate everyone. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, leave us alone. Yeah, but I like South Haven. Um, I like going on the pier, uh, the out to the lighthouse and uh, looking at the water. I like looking down the coastline and you can see the, um, the dunes. Yeah, and, the uh, Warren Dunes, right? Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And um, <clears throat> literally yeah. anything nature related is sick. Yes. Um, I really miss my friend Katie. She was a good friend of mine, probably my best friend. And uh, her and I would venture out mm-hmm. like every chance we got. We'd we'd walk through parks. We'd walk. We'd do cool stuff because, like you said, nature. Anyone can relate. It's nature. Yeah. But um. Going back to immigration, <laughs> right? We're having too much fun. Um, what of the process of immigrating do you th- do you wish you could change to not be so hard? The waiting times. Um, so when we first applied in February of 2018, we sent off our application, and we didn't hear anything back until September that year. Jeez. Yeah. So that was just waiting time. Not knowing what was going on. Yeah, they don't not, keep you posted. Yeah, and I mean, we were pretty... We had, a, like, a good feeling that we'd done yeah. everything we needed to and that they would let us know if there was something missing right. from the application, but it was still just radio yeah, silence. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Same with, with us, my family and I. My mother, older brother, and I, we were permanent residents right mm-hmm. now, and then we just have to wait to take the citizenship test. <clears throat> but um, the waiting times, for sure. Um they did a background check on us, like thorough mm-hmm. background check. Um, they asked for proof of living here from the past, I think, three or five years, monthly. So we needed, like, anything, water bill, electric bill, oh from three years prior, monthly. To prove that you To lived. prove we were here the whole time, Yeah. Was that to maintain your status as a permanent resident? No, or? this was to obtain it. Um, what were you before that? We were here, I guess. Okay. Um, the process is totally different for yeah. everyone. Um, if you're visa, you're you're going from a student to like resident or anything, right? Right. For us, um, luckily, I don't know if you're familiar with the YWCA here in Kalamazoo, mm-hmm. the Young Women's Christian Association. Thank you. <laughs> I was gonna butcher that. Um, yeah, so we were homeless uh, during my high school years and my younger brother's middle school years and my younger wow. sister's elementary school years. While my older brother was like super successful in school and he got the Ohio scholarship for Kalamazoo College, like oh wow, full ride. He's mm-hmm. just like you, super academic. He wanted to be a so many things. He oh he always <laughs> said he wanted to be a, a, a evil scientist, but um, yeah. So we were living that kind of life and. You know, things happened that led us to YWCA, and they got us a lawyer mm-hmm. named, I'm not going to say his name, let me keep that <laughs> quiet, um, who took us on and mm-hmm. was like, you know, um, YWCA got me in contact with you, and um, that lawyer was the best thing that could have ever happened to us in our life. He is the reason I'm here with you now. He's the reason why we're still in Michigan, in the mm-hmm. U.S., legally now. You know, and um, immigration is a beautiful thing. I just feel like people have the wrong image of it, you know? They do. Because no one who is going to do harm is going to go through all of these process and pass. It's the people who do it the wrong way. Like cut through, you know, literally do it Mm -hmm. like the dangerous way, you know? Yeah. Because they don't want to be in the system because they're here to do bad, you know? So, um, and I'm sure they're... Those kind of people exist, but the majority is good people, like yourself, like me. They are, <laughs> but because of those few bad apples, the rest of us are going to be met with prejudice. And, right. And I'm lucky in some senses because I can kind of fly under the radar. I I'm, was just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I would have never thought, you know. Right, because when people see me, I don't, I don't look foreign. I don't necessarily sound foreign. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you know. So people always assume <clears> that I am American. 
I am not though. And how then do when you I feel about that, um, how do you feel about that when people are like, you know, like when you're like, hey, I'm from Denmark, they're like, what? Um, I kind of like being able to to kind of fly under the radar, like I said, because it's too. <laughs> it gives you more opportunities to kind of let people know what you want them to know. For sure. I don't have to come out and tell people that I'm an immigrant unless mm-hmm. I want to. Um, right. And other people don't get those chances, so I'm fortunate for as immigrants go. Right, and um, there's a there's a friend of mine who I told her about you. You know, I'm always telling everyone about the stories <laughs> I have lined up. I'll tell you about Shukrani. She's from Nigeria or you know Africa, mm-hmm. and um, she'll be next on the list, um, and then Celeste. But uh, what's it called? See, I just lost my train of thought. Ah, what was I gonna say? What were you just saying? Um, I said that I was uh, happy that I could let people know what I want them to know. Yep, I lost it. (laughs) Fair enough, happens. (laughs) Um, But uh, I guess that's really cool, though. You know, you can, I guess, surprise people. And what is, like, something that you tell them about Denmark that really surprises them? To me, it was the free schooling and the free... That one usually uh, gets some reactions. Um... Sometimes it's the fact that it's a like mainly socialist country. People don't. People over here have a skewed point of view on socialism. They think socialism is the same as communism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are not communists, although we are socialists. People are very misled. Yeah. And same, and this is where technology sucks, and in a good and bad way. It's great because people, you know, you and I, we can contact our family and for me Mexico for you in Denmark so easy through Facebook I'm guessing you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> phone inst- anything but in the same way because of that people can see us through a different filter um, I don't know how to explain it I know you know what I mean that's it's so different you kind of yeah <laughs> I'm like you kind of have to be an immigrant to know what it's like to be an immigrant you know what I mean? Yes. I mean, it sounds so stupid and like 1D, <laughs> one-dimensional, but you do. Like, you can only understand mm-hmm. us, and I love people who, like, try to understand us, you know? Uh, but, you know, I don't think they fully can. Right. Because it's like them telling us about, hey, you you know, something we're not about. And we're like, I can, I can, I can understand you, but I can't understand it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I don't know where I was going that with that, like specifically, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think immigration just really needs to shift in perspective for everyone. <clears throat> yeah, I just don't. I I know my um, my mother in law and my father in law. They've also come to me afterwards, and they were like, "We never realized everything you had to go through just to to come live here." And they were like, "It's really a long process, and it's mm-hmm. it's tough on a lot of people." And they were like, "We." That was kind of an eye-opening experience for them to see me go through it. Um, and I think a lot of people over here don't get that experience because they don't know anyone who's an immigrant no. or they've never... Had the chance to meet right. anyone. You know, I'm not saying they don't want to. Or they've us. never asked the questions that would True. And lead that's, to the... That's another thing, this <laughs> podcast. I love, I love this thing because I can ask you the things people are, I guess, stereotypically... Um, um, afraid of asking, you know, mm-hmm. us, because I'm like, it should be a whole open conversation. Like we're here illegally. We have nothing to hide. Like, let's talk yeah. about it, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that is really cool. Are you the first person in your family to venture off? Like, you know, you did to America? Um, in my immediate family. Yes. Mm-hmm. If we go far enough back, there were other people who moved to America as well. Um, my grandma has a cousin who moved here in the fifties, I think. Whoa. Um, something like that. But since then, I'm not that I know of that really. That you know of right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's sick. You're um, a pioneer, I guess, in your family. You're teaching them how beautiful it is to migrate and learn a whole different culture. I guess. Yeah. What of the? What about? What about the American culture was easy for you to grasp, um, per se. Do you understand? <laughs> I think so. Like what came more naturally to me from like based on my upbringing and yes, stuff. Perfect. And 
Um, I think a lot of the the ways we people talk to each other over here, like the manners, um, yeah, like common courtesy stuff mm. like that. All that stuff was easy for me to grasp because it's so similar. My biggest pet peeve in the world right now mm-hmm. <laughs> is because uh, they switch, they change. Is the first words I learn in English? Please, thank you. Um, no problem. You know, like you're welcome. Um, and I will say this about American common courtesy: it's all sometimes a little over the top compared to what I'm used to. Really? Yeah, in Denmark, we a lot more goes without saying. We don't strike up conversations with the cashier at the grocery store. We don't. You don't. What? We don't have a word for please. Really? Um, yeah, <laughs> but still, just I don't know. The way people interact is very similar. Really? Yeah. And it's kind of hard to explain because I don't have problems <laughs> in Denmark. I'm like, you forgot to say please. You're welcome. You know, like <laughs> I'm just that really kind of guy that. Um, I'm like, those words exist for a reason, but in Denmark, please doesn't exist. You say, or no, word, I mean, we have other ways equivalent. of like phrasing it, but we don't have a specific word that would translate to please. Mm-hmm. And okay. I know that's hard for my wife to grasp too when she's trying to learn Danish and she's like, how would I, how would I say this in a nice way to someone? Like, how do I ask for something yeah. nicely? And I'm like, you just ask for it. <laughs> really? Yeah, it just has to do more with like tone of voice and. Whoa. That's cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Mexico or Spanish is the same way um, in certain aspects. That's cool, though. See, I didn't know that. Like I said, coming in, mm-hmm. we spoke briefly about this, I guess, meeting, recording session, and I try not to, like, it was hard not to keep asking you questions mm-hmm. off off air because I'm like, I want to, like, get everything. It's same with Rami. It was so hard. We were talking. I'm like, Rami, <laughs> hold up, dude. Let me press record real quick because we're, we're getting somewhere. But it's cool, you know? I, if, I'm glad I did this. If someone would have asked me things about Denmark mm-hmm. before, I'm like, dude, where is that? Like, what are you talking about? And it's so small. It, it is small. It's a very small country. <laughs> I saw the map and I was like, I can't That's see it, it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool because, you know, it's got some cool history. I checked it out. Um, this isn't a history podcast or else we dive into your history. Oh, there's plenty of it. <laughs> there's a lot. If you guys want to learn, Google is your textbook. Go check it out. Ask it anything. Um, I got lost in the language, though. I'm like, huh? I almost wanted to learn, start to learn <laughs> Danish. And I'm like, Keeping up with Spanish is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned Spanish through my mom mm-hmm. and speaking here. Um, but if you don't use it enough, you start forgetting it. I mean, I already feel that. And I'm yeah. a, I grew up with Danish as my first Do you, language. Yeah, you, you're going through that, don't you? You're like, how do you say it? Yeah, like... What's I, the word? I FaceTimed my mom earlier today, actually. And every once in a while, there's just like these one words. And I'm like, I know I know it, yeah. but I can't think of it. And, and I'll you, have to say it in English. And she'll have to be like, oh, I think it's this. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds right. Is she disappointed <laughs> sometimes? Like, you're forgetting. Not yet. I haven't gotten to the... I've disappointed my mom so many yeah. times. I forgot to say cookie one time, and she was like, I get that. And I was like, oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> you know what I meant. But um, cuisine, you know I got to ask cuisine. Mm-hmm. What's your food like? Traditional Danish food is a lot like the more traditional American food, I guess. It's very, it's pork, potatoes, and gravy, and all this stuff. And it's not something I even grew up eating because we don't really? eat very traditional in my family. Um, so my mom was always good at kind of venturing out and trying yeah, food trying from other places. And um, Has she ever tried Mexican food? You'd be so disappointed. <laughs> we do like Mexican Danish food and it is nothing like Mexican food. <laughs> I never asked that. Um, <laughs> what's it called? Do you like Mexican food? What I've tried, yes, but I don't know if I've even tried authentic stuff. Really? And I would love to because I, I like food like that a lot. Authentic Mexican food is so... I'm, I'm falling in love just talking about it. It's so <laughs> delicious. It's so it's great. Um, There's a spot here in, in Kalamazoo. It's called Los Brothers. Yeah, I live close mm. to it, actually. So. Do you? Me yeah. too. That's oh. like, yeah, so uh, that's why I'm always there. Um, Los Brothers, have you been in? No, I haven't been yet, but I've I've been to Los Amigos. I think is the only other place. And I, I was gonna say it's not Los Amigos though. No, no, 
But I have some of the places on my list. <clears throat> Excuse me. I live kind of close <laughs> to um, Kekas. Kekas, yeah. Uh, oh, so you live on the south side. Yeah, I, That's live, the south I live in side, Millwood. That's the south side, kind of. I think so. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. Oh. <laughs> I've only been here 11 months, okay? <laughs> and oh. uh, El Gallo Blanco oh, is over good. there as well. You said that. Spot on. Say that again. El Gallo Blanco. That's it. Look I at did you. take Spanish for three years. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, that's sick. Yeah, El Gallo Blanco is all right. Yeah, but okay. from my opinion, I say Los Brothers. And they're like, I say they're special tea. What they're amazing at are the tacos. Okay. So when you go, get a Mexican style steak. That's all you just have to say. That's all you have to say. And they'll be like, I got you. And then they give you the price, you give them the money. And <laughs> it's so freaking fast. They're faster than Jimmy John's. I'm not kidding you. Oh, wow. That's yeah. fast. <laughs> they literally printed pictures of the food mm. and like taped them up. Like so it's, you just like. Yeah, but you don't point? speak. You speak Spanish though, so it's easy for you. Brittany's lucky. You can help her out. <laughs> um, you point at the picture, mm-hmm. you tell them what you want, and it comes out so freaking quick, and it's so good. So you got to try it out. Anyone who's listening to this, if you're in Kalamazoo and you haven't had Los Brothers, check them out. I know my sister's friend's parents, I think, are co-owners or something with them, but um, I don't care. They're so good. They're so good. <laughs> so check them out. Um, what's it called? You said you're a pastry person. I love pastries. You love should, cake. <laughs> yeah, you live if you live in that area of like Millwood, Southside mm-hmm. kind of. Um, there's a bakery off Portage Road here in Kalamazoo. It's called Azteca Bakery. I feel like I've seen the sign yeah. before. Yeah, it's like right across from like a little school, elementary mm-hmm. school. Go there, and they have uh, Mexican like goods. Like, all right, yeah. I'll check it out. Cause it. right now we've gone to uh, Boonsayers a few times. The it's a Dutch bakery. It's on Cork. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I've mm-hmm. never been. Is it good? It is. It's really good. They have really good cake. But it's Dutch, not Mexican, so okay. I mean, yeah, it's probably right. a little different. But it's kind of close to what I'm used to from home, too, and that Oh, okay. Helps. It helps you yeah. kind of remember that. That's cool. Well, yeah, this has been a fun conversation. Rami's was cool. Yours was cool. <laughs> I'm happy I'm getting and able to learn new things through, like, food. Like, a reliable source. You guys are from there, so mm-hmm. I trust what you say. But um, is there anything else you'd like to, I guess, touch on? Uh, not that I can think of. If the listeners who are listening to this can leave with something out of this podcast, what would you tell them to leave with? A quote, a thought, an experience, um, a perspective, a favorite dessert you like you want them to try (laughs) (laughs) um well maybe one thing i want to make sure people know is that what you guys think are danish pastries are not danish pastries (laughs) i've been lied to my whole life (laughs) they might still be good i don't know but they're not like you haven't had one no because you guys put cheese in them and i don't know where that even came from i don't know what you mean you guys i got my own problem i got my own bone to pick with them about the mexican food here but, sure. uh, but um yeah it's uh i hate when they say oh i've had did you hear, hear taco bell was named the best mexican restaurant in the u.s are you serious i almost went back i almost left no i'm just kidding but uh, <laughs> um yeah that's sad it, it I mean, I don't have any problem with Taco Bell, but I know that it's not Mexican food. It's like, actually it's, really good and cheap and trash for what you get. And sometimes yeah. I'm on a budget, so that tastes delicious. And sometimes that's what you want. Right, I mean. true. <laughs> but uh, I, I can't diss them. They do have some really good food. But I wouldn't say Mexican. But uh, No, and I think that's just an important distinction. <laughs> just some, and I guess some questions to end this off. What, what makes immigration and immigrants so important to in america we're in america right now and you see how people live and think and you know their opinions um i think immigrants are valuable in that they bring ideas and perspectives um that might not have come across in america on its own um it's always easier for outsiders to see a country for what it is or or see how things could be different. And right. I, th- I think immigrants have that benefit of that perspective. 
it's very important too because when you're confined in a small spot, a city, a state, a country, and you don't have an open mind to new aid, innovative ideas mm-hmm. for anything, you kind of you're walk you're like walking in one spot. You know, you're not doing anything. You're like we're progressing, but not. How we we're not pro- as drastically as it could be, or yeah. yeah, or we're progressing, but like upwards instead of outwards, you know. Yeah, we should try to like learn more about people, culture, understand, you know, or maybe you don't have to understand everyone. But one thing I do say is, you do have to respect them. Like we are mm-hmm. peers, we do live next to each other. We're walking next to each other, driving next to each other. We're neighbors, you know. Even if you don't, I don't agree with your views, you don't agree my, with my views, respect should always be there. You don't have to understand me. You don't have to know why I love tacos so much. <laughs> you know? Um, but respect mm-hmm. definitely has to come out of that. And if you can do more than just respect and get to know someone and, you know, bond with them. Yeah. That's super important. Something that I mentioned to Rami, I don't think it was on the podcast, I don't think. But I'll say it on this podcast is... <laughs> At the end of this year, I want to host an event where all of my guests come together and meet each other. That'd and be that'd great. Be freaking, you know, freaking, like come bring Brittany. Rami brings his wife, you know, like get to know each other. Because I think the guests who are on this podcast are more than accepting, you know. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah. And I feel like that's another benefit of, of immigrants is that immigrants are usually very mm-hmm. all-encompassing accepting. and mm-hmm. accepting because... They have to be. They moved somewhere else and where they have to... Right. I will say this, though. And this is going to sound bad, and I don't care what you guys think. It's my opinion. <laughs> I have met Hispanics achieve the American dream, become legal, become great people, but they start looking down at the other Hispanic community who are trying to come up like they came up. Mm-hmm. And that, I think... Is totally I frown upon that we should be helping each other out if you were to meet another Danish girl someone from Denmark who like literally from your same town you know mm-hmm. that you just didn't know you know what's from your same town you know I'm sure you'd help her out show her the ropes like you know this yeah. is you know this is what I found easy you may mm-hmm. you may like this too um, I think that's what we should work on more you know and not. Yeah, and I, I think that also describes a general tendency that's happened in American society because most Americans do stem from immigrants at some point. I've noticed it's a cultural thing, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it, their parents did it, their grandparents did it, and people are doing it. And then it. it's kind of like, at some point, it seems like they forget about the fact that they came from immigrants. And that's going to hurt a lot of people to hear. Yeah. But it's the truth. It really is. And it's not a bad thing. Like, people look at it as a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Well, because this is their home, and I understand why they don't feel like immigrants. They didn't have to go through the process, but I sometimes wish that they'd be a little more open-minded about new immigrants because someone else in their family had to do it at some point. Definitely, and it was probably harder for them than it is for us. Actually, it definitely was harder for them than it is for us. So, You got anything else, Marianne? I think that was it. <laughs> I think so, too. It's my first time meeting you. You're great. You're cool. I wish you would have brought Brittany. That would have been cool. Have a third mic posted, and that would have worked out. Maybe for a future podcast. <laughs> or the event. True. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Brittany, actually, I like to say this, too, so people know how I get to know people. Mm-hmm. People think I know you guys, like Rami, you. Sh- mm-hmm. I know Shakrani because we worked together before. So that's an only exception. But Brittany messaged the Esperanza podcast mm-hmm. page and said she saw the M Life post and thought you'd be great for this episode. And I'm glad you didn't turn that down because this is a great episode. It's it's a new one for the books. And um, I think you brought some really cool down-to-earth, open-minded insight that people need to hear. So Good. Yeah. You good? Anything yeah, else? No. Um, <laughs> if people want to follow your journey in the U.S., where can they find you or do you want to, I guess, do you have an Instagram you want them to um, check out? I don't. I'm not very... What? I don't use social media as much as I You're probably lucky. should. You, no, um, no, no. You're lucky. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> no. you. When, once you get to a certain point, you're kind of hexed. And then you want to go to the next platform. Yeah. The next platform. But, and that's what I, I kind of... 
I never even got on Instagram. I used to be on Twitter. Not anymore. I just, I don't really use it. By the time this episode comes out, mm-hmm. that means the bonus episode of Rami's story has come out. So, Rami episode is out. I will call everyone after a couple weeks or a week or so <laughs> to follow up with you. And then we can talk a little more. Maybe you'll have Brittany there with you. <laughs> so it'll be like a couple minutes, you know, voicemail or voicemail, voice call. Yeah. And all through the uh, tele and uh, <laughs> um, just to check up on you and see how you're doing. So I guess they don't have to follow you. You can let them know how you're doing next time we talk. Yeah, I mean, I wish I had some kind of something right now, but I <laughs> you're good. I just don't. <laughs> no, Rami also he had his family's uh, really cool Egyptian like food page mm-hmm. and stuff, which I didn't know he had that until we spoke about it. So that's so cool. Thank you so much for accepting to do this, uh, Marianne. I, Welcome. I did Thanks this, for having me. I don't know what your day was like, but I just got out of work. I'm ready to go sleep, and um, <laughs> I'm glad we did this today. I would have hated to reschedule and then maybe something else wouldn't have worked out but things happen for a reason and you know yeah i'm glad we did this take it easy everyone if you guys want to comment on the episode on what you heard marianne say or myself uh, go to our facebook page instagram and youtube and subscribe and comment take it easy guys